0: is up everybody welcome to another episode of the panthers nation network episode 13 we're going to try to get back on a regular schedule here now that training camp is back and popping practices are here and you know they're here to stay thank goodness you know things are still looking a little bit iffy as we go into the season we'll get into that a little bit later but guys as we get closer how, how are the you know how are the feelings starting to set in
1: excited bro i mean i'm excited not to have really any expectation for this group a lot of new guys a lot of new faces and really just want to see everybody grow honestly you know especially the quarterback position you know we, we still have a lot of questions there but like just getting the chances and wanting to watch this team grow as a unit bro it's gonna be fun to watch
2: i think you know the buzz obviously you know being here in in the queen city being here in charlotte the buzz is is it's pretty good right now um and i think everybody's just hey you know this coming thursday night we'll have this steelers and the cowboys um so, hey, game on now. I think uh, I just saw something that said starting next Sunday or something. <laughs> we'll have football every Sunday till February. So uh, you can only be – well, knock on wood, we'll talk about that. But um, ready to roll.
0: That's exactly how I'm feeling. And it's nice to see now with training – I mean, to get an actual kind of training camp, it's been – you kind of forget about its impact when we didn't have it. And now you kind of realize how much it is, you know, a benefit to see what these guys are, how it's setting in, you know the blending of the teams and everything like that doesn't always help out. Some people, Calvin Benjamin proved that he couldn't even make it past day one of training camp without getting too hungry to stay on the field. So that was fun. I, I don't wish malice on him, but he, his outburst
1: was pretty ridiculous.
2: Stealing. Yeah. Dude, I, that, I, I, I'm still trying to wrap my mind around that one.
1: You know, the man that, that they they asked him to come in at 251 pounds. He came in at 17 pounds overweight. It's just, I mean, look, I, I I wonder how he's been doing ever since his departure from uh what wh- what was he last prior to New York was it Buffalo that he, that he was last
0: Buffalo. I think it was Buffalo he, yeah
1: yeah I, I've been I've been wondering how how he's been just because I mean you didn't hear anything about him I just couldn't imagine things were going well and you know I mean and he I mean that um, the fine he took was was it was his entire pay, uh, camp paycheck I think his camp paycheck was fourteen thousand dollars the the fine ended up being like over twelve thousand. So end up eating up his entire camp paycheck. So I mean, I imagine things that got pretty rough. I mean, and it's and it's tough. But I mean, I I hope the best for the guy because I do still want to see him succeed in some and in, in a capacity. But I mean, it's just yeah, tough break.
2: And Sean Tisha brought up a good point. You know, we were talking about a little bit earlier in our household here. Um, just talking about around the dinner table. You know, is there something wrong? You know, with him? You know, does he have an eating disorder? I mean, it's always been about his weight. And I mean. You know, when when we live in this society where weight is, you know, you're either there, you're not there, and it just it sucks. Um there's a part of me that that you know just feels bad for the guy. Um, you know, and and the jokes people make. And um, you know, we're in a different era now. Um, so I, I hope some people cut him some slack. And um if that is an issue, then obviously, you know, we hope he can figure out what's going down.
0: I mean, yeah, that's always the case. And it'd be interesting to see because you would never you would never hear that from an athlete. I mean, they just got around to the point of being able to, you know, talk about their mental mental health openly. And even that has clearly not been received very well when it comes to people like Osaka and it comes to people like um oh I'm sorry, she's just a kid. Thank you. Yeah, like it's crazy to see the the cr- the criticism people have for these athletes. Like they they don't owe you anything. They do not owe you a damn thing. And it's just crazy to me when people think that because they're like, oh, just because you're getting, you know, to play sports to make all your money, that means your life's great. That's not that is not the case. Like, you can still have problems. It's
1: still a job at the end of the day. I think people forget that. I think people just forget the fact that maybe uh, it was a, at one point, at some point, everybody usually tries to do something they love to do. But no matter what, at the end of the day, it's still a job. And there's you some have days pressure where to you, succeed. You have pressure to, to to succeed, and everybody doesn't have a great day at work every day. And, no. it, and even though you guys are professional athletes. It's a lot of professionals that don't have great days at work, no matter what the no matter what the field of work is. So I mean, I think just recognizing that these problems don't end just because you have money. And I mean, and they're not even making as much as probably they're old. So I would also keep that in mind too before I start. You know, before we talk about you know the millions of dollars they they're bringing in.
2: Well, and two, real quick, I'll make it quick. You know, I, I saw so many comments about Simone Biles and um, who was the other girl? I'm sorry, uh, Naomi no, Well, but but Simone Biles, it's like you know. You know, you owe your country. You owe your she and I know her country squat. And I mean, and, and you know, in the realm of things, um, you know, I I don't want to get into it, but you know what I'm getting at. I just it you know, she Just listen, you go try to be an Olympian, you you get up at four AM every morning or however many hours you put in it and have worked your butt and
0: then off. be told that your performance isn't gonna count the same because right. of how good like that was the
1: craziest thing I've ever heard. They're gonna change the rules because she's too good. they like, I, that that was the wildest thing i mean they they lived i mean they literally pretty much hack a shack simone Biles and her and her really? respective sport yeah they, they bended the rules to the point where it's 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 unfair for it to, to the point where it's unfair for her to even compete at, the, at this point and also to her credit also to, to simone Biles' credit uh she did something that usually most athletes usually they'll shot away from she explained for, in full what was going on and Based on what she explained, I yeah you know, I'm not a big gymnast, gym, gymnastic buff myself. So, based on what she explained, if she, if her body feels out of sync on that hard surface, that's way more dangerous than her trying to go out there. It's it, there's nothing to prove at that point. Dude, Dude they're, you're doing,
0: they're doing they're, they're their heads are upside down. They're doing 720. Like I, you can't, you can't.
1: If You are not completely confident in yourself and your safety. Why would you do it? There's no there, there, there's no, there's no gain to that. I I know the. What we've done as what we've done as a, done as a, as a society is, strong, is told, you know, athletes that you know you're not mentally tough if you don't power through those those types of those types of struggles. But those are I mean, there's a there's a there's a there's a fine line to be able to fight through adversity and to putting yourself at risk. Well, and we've we've asked athletes to put themselves at risk at a lot of times where their bodies weren't weren't good enough to go.
2: And on top of that, you know, with especially and we don't take up the whole podcast with this, but, you know, the U.S. women's, you know, gymnastics team with the doctor, you know, sexually abusing people. And I mean, it's just stop. And and it's just, you know, and and I, I hate to say it, you know, and I've, I've been looking at a lot of stuff this weekend with Simone Biles and a couple other things. Um, and I'm just going to say it. I might tick some people off, but welcome to the United Selfishness of America. Um we are, you know, it, it, it's just, it's, it's got to stop. It's just got to stop. And, you know, if Simone Biles was Mary Lou Retton or somebody else, you know, from back whenever, I don't know we'd be having the conversation. Um, yeah. And so it is what it is. And, but, you know, people need to lay off. She's an Olympian and she, you know, she's represented our country well and done great things and inspired young kids and um, stop. Stop.
0: And the problem, yeah. the problem becomes is that, you know, sports and everything becomes an escape for a lot of people in their daily lives. And that's when you get, you see when they try to bring in, you know, serious real world problems like politics or mental health, everyone's like, no, stop it. I don't want to see it, but right. they're not getting this escape. Like they are your escape. They need to, to, to address this stuff or uh, they're going to go crazy. They're putting their life and limb on the line, like let them express it. And I'm sorry that like, if you can't handle those problems and you need that escape, like that's on you. You got to be able to mentally prepare for the, these problems that you have. Now, I will say there is a problem m- for oversharing because Simone Biles did a great thing with sharing everything, but there is a problem with oversharing when it comes to some situations like, like Aaron Rodgers. That was, did you see that press conference? You know what, though,
1: I don't think it's oversharing. Though that is at that point, their relationship has been. <laughs> I'm glad somebody was was honest. At least I don't know what we mind you. We don't know whether Aaron Rodgers' truth is the entire truth. I, was, I, was I can't imagine about, it is. There's two sides of every story, but yeah. At least he had the willingness to go up there and at least say, "Hey, look, this was the problem. Everything y'all, you guys have been asking about. Look, let me lay, let me lay it out at least on um, from my perspective everything that happened." And I wish that would happen more often because I mean, I, I kind like like you know remember the Brady Belichick thing when they were going back and forth. A lot of passive aggressive shots. You know, Brady won't really say much. He said he said a lot more now in one year with Tampa Bay than he said with twenty years in New England. And I mean, I like the, tra- I, the transparency of it for me. Well, especially for me because I mean, it gives me content to go make videos. For, so I'm I'm all for it. But it's just the transparency with the fans and just and just letting you know, like, hey, this is what happened. It, it was it, it does not know some some secret you know some secret ulterior motive. This is what happened and this is what it is. I mean, so. I, I'm a fan of transparency across all fronts. Well, I think – and it is – it was It wasn't.
0: It was just unprecedented to see, which made it interesting to me. And I just thought with everything that's been going on with him, I finally was happy to hear something from him. I was hating all this back and forth with all these media outlets. Like, I don't care. I want either them to say something or him to say something. So it's going to be interesting yeah. to see what all happens in that respect. But now looking forward to our training camp, you know, looking to what we've seen. We've had, what, four, four or five days of practice about Four. 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 Yeah, four. That's, that's what I was thinking. And so already you've seen a couple different takeaways. Now I loved last night. Last yeah. night was so cool. Shanti, talk a little
1: bit about that. Look, man, so the Panthers hosted their uh what was it get back together Saturday. I think they every in every NFL team hosted a practice last night. That was that was televised. The Panthers obviously had theirs hosted by none other than Steve Smith. I can't remember the um the new play-by-play guy. I can't I, I can't remember his name for the life of me. I can't but, remember it either. I have to look at it. But it was yeah. the, it was the back together initiative. Yeah, it's the back, the back together initiative. I mean, and, and simply just going through, going through, going through a regular practice. But you know, Steve Smith giving getting getting a chance to talk about the new team. And from what I from what I took from 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 last night, Steve Smith did not hold back at all. I mean, I was I was kind of wondering what would he do in in, in in this type of role where they kind of want you to be the company man and you know talk highly of the team. He kept it honest. He kept it as honest as he could without you know you know fully you know. Disrespecting anybody in particular, but he but, but he kept it eyes and, and, and it was great to see. It was great great to hear him talk about you know the, the, the young wide receivers we have, in Terrace Marshall and shy Smith. Him having a lot to say about those two in particular. Him having a lot to say about guys like Jeremy Chinn and DJ Moore. Guy, a guy that he's taken a liking to, you know, even back from the day he was drafted. And so it was it was really just very intriguing to hear. It makes me excited for the preseason games we have coming up, where we're going to hear Steve Smith be on the be the color analyst for for the for the the next three games
0: i can't wait to hear more on that and it's just awesome to hear now jeff i want to know what the buzz has been around especially in charlotte about denzel perriman because he has made himself very a name for himself around there i don't know if you've heard anything about him
2: um it's been interesting we've heard a little bit about him but not a whole lot um knowing he's made some plays um and done some good things the talk here on local stuff has been more toward uh it's been more toward uh, J.C. Horn, talking about Shai Smith, um, and, of course, everybody talking about McCaffrey being back on the field.
0: Well, I only asked, you know, Perriman started off on an interesting note showing up with the, what was it, a uh, $300 speeding ticket or something <laughs> like that. that way, anyway, yeah. And then, of course, he's Jesus. been one of the he's been one of the more outspoken about not receiving the COVID vaccine as well. Um, yeah. And he said he wasn't planning on doing it. And I was wondering if they, you know, because I know when Sam was talking about it a little bit, people had some stuff to say. I don't know if they cared about it as much with that. And we'll, we can get more into COVID as well later.
2: I think Sam, you know, when you are the quarterback, people are going to listen up more. think that makes sense. I mean, Perriman said what he said, and they didn't talk a whole lot about it, but they did focus a lot more on, on you know Sam's conversations.
0: Yeah. I'll say so for Sam, what we've seen and just look, look at, you know, keep in our ears to the, to, you know, whatever's been going on, especially on Twitter, looking through Panther's Twitter, talking a lot about, I mean, obviously Sam Darnold, This he, he was first on the scene of practice two days ago. And that was after apparently he had a long conversation with Rule where Rule's wanting him to be this lead by example kind of quarterback, which is, I mean, he needs to take charge and do so. That's what you want from your quarterback. And so he was finally first in the building. Uh, the day before it was Deontay Brown, the rookie guard. So I was excited to see that too, because I'm hoping he's one of those guys that I'm looking at too, to make an impact from those later rounds. Um, looking else other than that, we've seen, you know, yeah. I mean Jeff talked about JC Horn. I mean, he picked off Donald and the team drill. Now the play from what it was was more, it looked like an underthrown deep ball from Donald. Donald's had some good throws and he's had some iffy ones. I'm, I'm interested to see, you know, the preseason's going to be because I rule has spoken highly of PJ and of Will Greer, which has been interesting. I know, Sean, you've heard a little bit about that. But
1: from what I saw last night and, from what, and from, from what people that were there at the practice last night saw, they saw, you know, Sam Darnold show a little bit of the inconsistency that we saw from New York. But, again, from what Matt Rule was playing last night in his, post, in his post-practice his post presser, it was more so just a lot of juice, a lot of guys amped up to be able to play in front of fans because, you know, none of them played in front of fans last year, and especially for the younger guys. they, they This is their first time. The second year, guys, it's their first chance to play in front of Panthers fans that like, that that were not just you know the handful that, that we could have in last year's games. So, so I think a, a lot of it's just you know gonna be controlling controlling the emotion, Um making sure you know rilling rilling it all back in, being able to compartmentalize all all that juice into making sound football decisions on the field. I think we just have a long way to go. I I I, I you know I know some people don't want to hear that because Sam Darnold is a four year guy, but remember he's gone through multiple coaching changes and this isn't easy for any guy to go through now I would say for Sam Donald this is probably his last chance to be a starter in the in, in this league this is the best chance he's going to get with the weapon we have
0: no it definitely is now I've been excited to see there's been I mean d- defense is what I always like to look at especially for our defense to see how it's going to gel because that's going to be a huge factor this year and, you know, one of the biggest pieces of the cornerstone is that it's going to be how we use Jeremy Chin and how Jeremy Chin plays, whether at a line, you know, in a linebacker, more kind of coverage or playing at, you know, in more of a safety role. But he's actually, in what we've seen, he's gotten some pass breakups and he's gotten some – he's played some coverage really well. I know he had one play where he was deflecting one going towards Ian Thomas. He had – even at interception, of course, it bounced off of DJ's hands. But he's been yeah. making plays there in coverage, and that's really exciting me to see because that's what's, that's going to be a pivotal part of our defense this year.
2: Well, he said on the news today on one of the local stations that, you know, this is my time to step up. Did um, he really? Yep. He said, interesting. This, is, this is my time to step up, and they had an interesting conversation with him and uh, 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 Pride. Um,
1: Troy Pride.
2: Yeah, um, conversations with both of them, and both of them were talking about, um, Troy especially was like, this is my time to shine, and I'm going to shine. I'm going to make sure that they know who I am. And um,
0: yeah. <laughs> It's I- funny you mentioned that, Jeff, because John Teese was texting the other day, and we have,
1: we had, we all kind of forgot about Troy Pride there for a little bit. Man, with the signing of AJ Bouye, and they seem to be high on AJ Bouye so far through camp. Which I figured, I I I figured the guy still had enough left. I know he'll have the suspension. I think I think he's well, he's gonna miss like two the first two games if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, to suspension from last year. Yeah, yeah. So, but AJ Bouye to me ends up locking up the. The, the other outside the other outside corner Jason Horn is obviously probably probably gonna start Dante Jackson is probably gonna be in the slot Troy Pride I mean Troy Pride will have a chance on special teams he, 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 there's still a place for him on this roster and he's gonna be a rotational guy more than likely but man with guys like Keith Taylor that that, that you picked up during the draft it's like there where can Troy Pride find his fit and the only place I could I could see him finding a fit would be in the nickel that would be the only place he would have real true value at this point because he's kind of not undersized, but just but a slighter frame, a guy you would probably want to throw inside to put him against quicker receivers because of his, his speed. He does not have a track background, of course, so you probably want to use his speed to that to your advantage. So I hope he does. I hope he's right. I hope he finds his, his role, finds find his place, and is able to contribute. J, Jamie Chen, on the other hand, he seems to still be able to get to the football, and that's the main thing about him moving to a strictly safety position Aside from playing inside the box, will he still be able to create turnovers and be able to be around the football? He seems to just have a knack for the for the football. He seems to just be a football guy all in all. So I like what I see from Jeremy Chan but, you know, Troy Pride, uh, he's right. No, that, that's, the, that's about all I can say.
2: And Troy said, Troy actually said, and I quote, it's not going to be just special teams. I'm going to make an impact on this team, and it's just not going to be special teams. So we'll see. And, Jack, you might be heading down this road, but another name that has been really talked about here in Charlotte, Especially on talk radio and stuff like that, has been the addition of DaQuan Jones. They have talked about him a lot, and and the impact that he's had. Like not talking to the younger people, talking about different systems. You know, um, coming from a defense that wasn't that strong, but you know, finding his his spot. Um, that's been a, a buzz. He's he's been a buzz uh, for at least the first four days um, from people that I've I've heard uh, talk about him.
0: No, I'm I'm excited for him, especially to to match up with Derek Brown because I think that would have to be your one-two punch there, and I think they can complement each other really well. And I think with Pride, the issue is going to be with Pride. Is I mean, we actually have somewhat of a depth now, which is crazy to think. We when you have Melvin, you've got Keith Taylor, you've got you know even Kenny Robinson's still there. Like we've actually got a defensive back depth which we've never really had before, one with names that can at least be serviceable that we've known. To do somewhat well, you know, and so there's a lot of unproven. And I mean, Troy is a, a second-year player, and it's crazy that he's having to already prove himself, you know, because it's not like it's a do-or-die. But in a in a group in a locker room now that's pretty, you know, pretty filled almost. Like we, it's going to be interesting to see this year, especially what pieces we can move, what pieces we don't need to move, and who we want to keep around, and see what we're going to do with that.
2: Well, and that's why this that's why this training camp so important. You got to prove it now. You, you're getting that full training camp and knocking wood. You 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 this is it. You got it.
1: You go. You know, the growth of uh is just one particular guy we haven't I, I don't think we've talked about in a very long time, and that's two gross matos. And I'm interested in his growth and what happens with him because you know he, he spent a lot of time injured last year. When he did play, he showed signs that he can have he can have some type of impact if he's on the field. But you know, health is the you know, being availability is the best ability and, and if he's available, I mean how much has he improved this all season now having that didn't have a full training camp, like where is his improvement at? Because that's a guy that I'm looking on on that defensive front. If we need another defensive end, because because Hassan, Hassan Reddick is going to be playing the going to be playing a traditional linebacker position, it seems. So and I didn't realize how how small Hassan Reddick was in terms of him trying to be a pass rusher. Like I, when they, I heard C. Smith say he's six one, about two forty. I'm like, oh, oh, he's a linebacker. Then then why have they been playing him as a as a stand up pass rushing you know defensive end all these years? So it kind of makes sense as to why he hasn't had the impact in 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 so far early on his nfl career because he's kind of been playing out of position so your tour matos needs to be that next guy that we're drafting him in what the second round alongside jeremy chin he Mm. needs to start showing you know we got to start seeing something from
0: him that's what and it's going to be very interesting to see what defensive formation they want to work with i think they honestly need to try to you know to pitch a lot here in in the preseason to see what we could do because versatility is going to be the name of the game name of the game with our team we've seen that i mean Gil Brand, he, you know, he made, he named uh, Jeremy Chin as the most versatile player in the NFL. I think that speaks, that's, I mean, that's pretty accurate, I'd say. And so I think versatility, both offensively and defensively, we've seen Trenton Cannon has been taking reps with the wideouts for whatever reason. And, I, uh, and maybe as to try to, you know, bolster more like a backup for McCaffrey, someone who, who can run out in the slot, you know, or can run out in the flats and catch some passes. If we don't want to, you know, send McCaffrey out there to no man's land. We do it with Cannon instead. But it's just interesting to see all these different moving pieces when it comes to free agency – excuse me, free agency uh, – to, to preseason in the training camp because that's where you kind of formulate these teams. And there's a lot left up in the air with this team, both on the coaching staff side – and at the, you know, player side, and Jeff mentioned it, said knock on wood, and hopefully we do get that full training camp because things are – I don't really know what to feel now, and I'm starting to get a little worried. I mean, we've seen, you know – We've seen, you know, we're thankfully one of. The, I think we're top three or five in terms of vaccinations for our for for NFL teams. But I'm not saying I'm not saying it's like 83 percent of yeah, was, the team. I think
1: I, think I saw 85 at one at one point. I'll
0: you know, say it's it's one, you know, it's one it's one, one of those. Not, but I mean, still, th- I mean, the the protocols under there. I mean, Christian Miller he can't even go and see his newborn kid on the other side of the fence. But we're about to start practicing with having a joint practice with one of the least vaccinated teams in the league in the AFC South, Indianapolis Colts, and that. It's concerning me a little bit. I really that, that joint practice is really starting to scare me.
1: Yeah. Um, look, look that, The you know, the league has let it be known that, look, we're not playing around with, uh, you know, re, the rescheduling games. At this point now, if you haven't gotten the vaccine, it's going to cost you. And I don't want it to cost us because we've taken care of what we, we were supposed to take, take care of. And not that they had to get the vaccine, but it would behoove you to probably go do something, especially if you're a guy that's, you know, a fringe roster guy probably don't want to mess around with not having the vaccine, but you know, I, I am, a, I am concerned. I am concerned. It's just the, the, I just can't under, I can't understand how everyone wanted, you know, to have football last year and, and have everything go back to normal, but you're not willing to take the necessary steps to have it go back to normal. It's been proven that the vaccine is effective the people that have died here here as of late have been people that have been unvaccinated. I'm not telling anybody what what they have to do because it is a free country and you do have the right to refuse, but you're talking about, if, if I'm the NFL, I understand that perspective, but we're a billion dollar corporation. We can't afford to keep losing out because you guys have personal, have, have personal reasons as to why you don't want to get the vaccine. But again, each to, to each their own, everyone has, it has the freedom of choice.
2: All right. I'm just good. Shanti, you, you you nailed it perfectly. Um, I, you know, being married to a doctor, um, we're headed down the wrong road. And it's because of those people who are not vaccinated. And there are companies who are now going, listen, you're going to be vaccinated um, or you're gone. And at the end of the day, if I am not vaccinated and I'm on an, in an, an NFL team and my one case, I get positive and now, you know, whether it's Tennessee or Carolina or whoever have to forfeit a game, because the NFL is not messing around. They're basically saying, we're done. You're you're going to forfeit a game. If, if I'm the NFL and we get through the preseason and we get to a 53 man roster or whatever it is, if I'm the NFL, if you're on that 53 man roster and you are a coach and you're in the building, everybody gets vaccinated and it's not up for discussion because if not we're going to end back up where, you know, we're going to end up with empty stadium and do it for the fans. I mean, people want football. I mean, they had them at training camp. Um, you know, I've talked to my middle kid about App State, and there's reports, rumors right now that they may not let people into, you know, Kid Brewer Stadium at Appalachian State, which will be dev- – stop. Everybody just stop and do it, and, and it's just – it's mind-boggling to know that the science is there. People have died. People are continuing to die. And I feel bad as a Christian and as a good person that I'm sitting there going, if you're unvaccinated and you get sick and you die.
1: It's, it's, it's tough, man. It's, you know,
2: it's it's tough. And, and we don't I, I get it where, you know, the, the land of the free and stuff like that, which we're not. I mean, we're not at the end of the day. It's our relative. Right. It's, <laughs> exactly. it, it's what your freedoms are. And stop making it political. Stop doing all this other crap. Let's get people vaccinated. Let's get this country back to normal because the people who are griping the most are going to be the ones that cause us to shut down. And then they're going to gripe even more about why we're shutting down. And it comes back to you guys not doing what you do. Sorry, I'm on my high horse. But if you're listening, get, do it. And if for the NFL, once we get going, you are vaccinated or you're off the team. And I, I applaud him. If you, Ryan Tannehill, did, I, I don't know if you saw his interview. He had not been vaccinated and the players pulled him aside and said, we need you to get vaccinated, or we're going to lose
1: ball games, or we're going to lose stuff, or whatever. And he went ahead and got vaccinated because it's 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 just so critical for a lot of teams to have all their guys on the field. Yeah, look at Minnesota for example. They, right. they had a practice. Minnesota had a practice the other day with one quarterback, the fourth string or something. Yeah,
0: I mean, yeah. What, what and it's mean? me. Like I understand, I, and I can get maybe from an athlete standpoint, you're afraid of what it might do bodily, like body wise, long term, like. If you look at it, I mean, look what it did to Cam Newton. Look what COVID did to Cam Newton. He, look how he was playing the first four games of the season, and then look how he started playing afterwards. It was like night and day. It was crazy. He could, I mean, he could barely do anything. So you would think, I mean, one thing might cause you some long-term, but one thing is definitely going to cause you effects down the road and going to affect your athletic ability. So, like, when you're, in a, and when you're in a profession where your body is your, like, is your product – yeah. do what it takes to protect it even like and and you can i mean it's just it's just it's just baffling to me it's just it's just really baffling to me because they they've said for so long like let's get back like you said like, let's get back into it let's do it and i mean it's also not only going to cost you like it's going to cost you money they are going to take your game checks if you have to forfeit and then the team has to compensate the other team and pay their game checks because the NFL is not going to pay any game checks to either team if a game is forfeited. And then so you get an automatic. I mean, think about what that'll do for like for records and standings. If there's a, if if the Patriots are, you know, sitting in the wild card spot and then the Bills have to forfeit a game, Patriots might move up a little bit because you've now forfeited that game. That's a it's not a tie, it
1: is not a tie. There's no asterisks, it is a loss on loss. your record. Yeah, like, it is. Oh, uh, and, and I mean, I know, I know we. We, I know we I don't know we we're gonna, we we're going to touch it but have you did you guys see what TJ Ward said in reference to Ron Rivera and his frustration with his team good lord it I did was, not see this He
2: went this. after Ron Rivera and like Ron Rivera talked about his cancer and stuff and TJ Ward just threw it back in
1: his face like I don't know yeah. that comment I I, the, I I want to find it we, we can keep going I want I'm going to find the exact comment before before I, you know before we jump sick. into it it, it was, it was sick. It, it, it was sick it, and
2: selfish is what it was.
1: It was pretty bad.
0: I will not. Just I looking will not back at training camp, and we're talking about Taylor Moten because we've seen now he's been taking reps at left tackle and trying to figure out what the heck we're going to do at that position. And then in the back end, if it's not been Moten, it's been Christensen who's been subbing in at left tackle. And so I'm interested to see. I mean, I want Moten to fit, fit wherever he is needed best. I mean, Moten has been – Moten has been – one of the most consistent players I think the Panthers have ever had. I don't think he's ever, I don't think he's ever missed a game. I don't, I don't think he's ever complained about playing at different spots on the line. I don't like as I've never heard anything bad come about a moment's mouth. So I'm glad he was able to get the new deal. And I'm glad now that, you know, he's getting kind of prioritized on the line. And so I hope he gets to go wherever he feels most comfortable. If it's on the line as that anchor protecting the blind side, that's even better. If not put him wherever. I mean, Christensen. Christensen has, you know, his 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 ups and downs. I mean he's a rookie's unproven, but at the end of the day, you 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 invested in him. You might have waited a little long to invest in that spot, and you might come back to bite you in the butt depending upon how Terrace does. That's gonna be the two, three, the, the second round, third round is gonna be very interesting interesting to me to see the impacts of those two players and if we should have flip flopped the positions going into the draft. That's what's gonna be that's gonna be the
1: most interesting pairing for me. Yeah, uh, Taylor. My, I, I mean, you know, I was happy to see Taylor Moore get, get re-signed because we you know we spent a plenty of years watching some of our best guys walk away from walk away from the table. with Gerald Williams, There's Andrew Norwell, else. Trey Turner. Like it's it's a plenty of guys that we've let walk out the door that could have helped us, and and, and you see it, and you, and you see it as well. I was happy. Now, as I'm, as gonna let you, I'm, I'm gonna say that I'm gonna let you get your point. I just I just popped into
0: my head, and I'm thinking about the contractually the guys are still in the league, and we kept Norwell. We kept Darrell Williams. We tried to keep Trey Turner. Then we'd have Taylor Moten. And then at least Matt Pratt.
1: think of the line that would have been. We've let a plenty of good players walk out the door. It's just to say the least. And this is it's not even just at the offensive line position. We've we let it happen in other spots as well. Um, also, I do have the tweets from TJ Ward. Um, and it's gonna it's gonna it's gonna sound pretty bad when I when I read these all so. And the first tweet, he said, just part, quote, just part the riverboat. His health is beyond that that of COVID. Maybe it's just time to let it go. End quote. What? That was the first one. Now we have more. The second tweet reads, quote, don't blame the players for your lifelong health decisions. End quote. He what? Apologized. He did issue an apology, but to jump out the window and say, hey, look, your, your current health status is because of your personal health decisions. And like, bro, that's, it's not, you do not even know. How do you say that and not burst into flames?
2: You can't say that. And I hate it when they do it on social media and then they come back and go, oh, I'm sorry. I shouldn't have done it. No, stop it. When you hit, would, when you hit send and do it, it's done. It's
0: it's there's done no shit. apology you can give. Especially and they would never say that stuff over in face to face. They only would say it what? over the screen what? because what? that's what? the, that's been a huge
2: problem here, especially Ron Rivera, who is one of the classiest human beings this league has ever known, and one of the strongest fighters this league. Stop it! I'm doing stop it a lot because I'm in this mode. But that, <laughs> TJ Ward, whatever, what, whatever, dude.
1: Like, is he even in the league still? Is he on the? I think he was with the Buccaneers as of as of late. As of late, I don't know if he's still on the team on on a roster right now. I couldn't imagine he is, honestly. That. I, that is just that
0: is just ridiculous. I can't even yes. believe that, yeah. and it's just crazy to me to say that you would even say that to a human being, let alone that b- person being Ron
1: Rivera. Like, it's just the lack of it's just it's just the, the like like Doug Jeff said before. They, they, it's just where this thing is gone with the decision making of whether to whether to get the vaccine or whether whether to not. It's, it's gotten way past what the main point is. Right, it's a, it's a public health concern. That's that's that that's it. At the end of the day, there's not there's nothing political. There's it, it really shouldn't be anything political. here's, here's the thing, let's let be let's be very clear. The public doesn't have any knowledge of what's going on behind the scenes anyway. We, nope. we rarely ever do. We rarely have the information to know what's going on behind the scenes. Why now do you choose to say, well, for it's it's because of this and and that. It have nothing to do with, with the the main purposes. It's a public health risk to not have the vaccine. Right. Again, again, it's choice. I understand choices. But let's let's not misconstrue what it is that, that – it's not misconstrued. the main issue. Because when you get away from that main issue, you have a bunch of theories and stuff going, rolling around that just aren't fact-based, and it is not true. And that's when you have – the misinformation is more dangerous than anything. Yep. Just so – it's
0: just and it's ridiculous. Moving on, because we could talk about this forever, and it's going to keep pissing off the more we do it. <laughs> but now we're going to into something that is probably just as concerning and just as confusing: the newest Madden football game. <laughs> because uh-huh. Lord knows what goes into the. Ra- I don't know who's on these. Ra- I know who the ratings adjusters are, like Ocho Cinco, and I know Manning's on there, but or, and Steve Young. Who in the world is setting the ratings to start off with? Because and we're going to restrict. I'm gonna, I'm going to put a timer up for Jeff. i um, You got. You got three minutes get you get it all out
2: all right let me start I don't have a problem with the um I really don't have a problem with, with quarterbacks I don't I don't have any problem with the running backs I'll be honest with you um really putting McCaffrey over Derek you don't have, problem was, well, have a problem with that I have a problem with. well let, let let you have a problem with that I, I mean For me yeah, yeah yeah I do well here's the gist and, and I've realized this a little bit and it's, some people have brought it to me and stuff um in terms of Madden and, and fantasy and points and stuff like that, I get it. CMC, number one, you need to prove you need that you're healthy. Yeah. You need to prove, me that you're healthy, but I've always talked about it. CMC is that player that you can put in the slot. You can put it split. He's going to catch out of the backfield. He gives you a lot of options. Um, Derek Henry's led the league the last two years and rushed for 2000 yards. But if somebody mentioned something. I don't know who I was listening to. And they were talking about Derek Henry. How, and if you look back at his stuff, Derrick Henry is good. And I can't believe I'm saying this when he gets five yards downfield and knocks somebody over, but you go back and watch him in the backfield. How many times he gets tackled for a loss. This is uh, true. And then he gets going. So, I, and, and he can't, he doesn't catch a whole lot. Um, so I, I, I kind of get it to a point and I'm glad he was number two. Um, if he'd have been any lower, I might've had an issue, but CMC show me that you're healthy, but I, I, I
1: get it with CMC. I do. And, and I hope I, he has a great year. It's just, I would have, only flip flopped them by just by by just a point. You know, I would have flipped flopped, nice. I would have had I probably would have had, you know, Henry at 97, McCaffrey at 96. I am fine with McCaffrey being two or being in that top two. It's just that you know when you don't play for an entire year, you only play three games. I gotta give credit to a guy that was there. That got that rushed for over two thousand yeah, dollars. Yeah, that's my it, it's just like like the rating itself, like added from a ninety seven to a ninety six, it's essentially the same thing. It's not it's not that big of a difference. But off of just off a of principle, I probably would have gave it to Henry. Yeah. But, again, if the, you know, like, like like you said, you know, based on fantasy and Madden, the type of player McCaffrey is does fit the a Madden sure. style more sure. so than, a- than, absolutely. than in real life.
2: Now, receivers, I'm, gonna, yeah, was, I'm just going to go off the deep end. How A.J. Brown is not in the top 20. How he's not in the top – Julio was number five or something, and he's not even been with the Titans. A.J. Brown was not in the top 20, and I'm going to make you guys mad,
1: and I don't mean to. No, no, Robbie no, should not have been that you high. Put, you put Robbie no. Anderson in there and not AJ, stop. Bro, they, the fact that Robbie, look, like, I don't the fact Like, that I Robbie love Robbie. He's a, he's
0: a national treasure, but what was DJ his right world? DJ was right in of
1: DJ. DJ was not DJ in the top was like, 20. Yeah, DJ wasn't in the top 20 either. DJ right. was right. I'm like, are you kidding me? He's an 84. He has been the most one of the
0: most consistently productive receivers in the last like four years. He's like three, what, three back to back a thousand yard seasons with three different quarterbacks? Like, are you serious? That that I just don't I that that was the one that really
2: got me riled up. I was like, okay, the receivers, I don't know what you're doing, what you're thinking. I mean, even with Julio, got it. Listen, he didn't play a whole I mean he, he didn't, didn't play, play last season. Julio is because of he's Julio Jones. I get it. He's still got a lot to prove on a team that he's gonna have to do some work with and stuff like that, but A.J. Brown, I just didn't get that one. That's the one that – and then I knew I'd make you guys – I'm like, Robbie, and then, yeah, DJ. No, I mean – DJ wasn't in it. it,
1: it, The fact that Metcalf ended up clearing the top ten, and I don't think there's been a big gap between Metcalf and A.J. Brown so far through their NFL careers. There has been – They've been neck and neck, and I'd probably say A.J. Brown's been – a little bit more consistent as far as, with, as far as with production. Because I mean, there's stress. I was say, if it wasn't for I
0: DK understand. chasing down Buddha Baker, he probably would have had that much exposure.
2: I, I for agree. A while. You know, DK and AJ are right there to me. They're, they're, you know, the, the, the side – although DK is a little bigger, but the, the whole, yeah, there's not been a lot to separate them. Um, so, yeah, I just, the, the receivers, I was like, what? What's, See what the problem I'm
0: having with Madden, and I've spoken about this, is that I think it they're trying too much. They're they're selling out, is what it is. They're caring too much about the younger demographic, about making sure it sells out to them. Be, Trevor Lawrence should never have been rated that high.
1: Trevor was Lawrence
0: was is, was in like the top twenty quarterbacks. Oh no! And no. I'm like, he's he was at like it was at like seventy eight or seventy nine. Sam yeah, Darnold was seventy eight. What was it? Seventy eight. seventy eight. Yeah. Sam Darnold was seventy-one. <laughs> like I understand Sam Darnold, Sam Darnold, but he's been in the league. Like you can't, you don't put a rookie that high already. I'm sorry. He has, I think they're still- giving him
1: the. I think they're giving him like the Justin Herbert treatment in, in hopes that he'll all. That I mean, Herbert had to prove it though. You know, yeah, you know, Herbert Her had to at least go prove it because we didn't know how good he would become from Oregon because he just never showed this. But no. Lawrence is getting is getting credit for what he accomplished in college, and and let, let's be fair. I mean, this ain't really college. Fair. A, this ain't college, and B, he's been outplayed by two guys that are, that are currently in the league and Joe Burrow and Justin Fields. So how Justin Fields isn't nearly as high. First of all, look, Zach Wilson ain't better than Justin Fields. on any, any day of the week, I'll take Justin Fields over Zach Wilson any day. It looks, to, that, you he looks
0: know, like a camp counselor when he was signing that picture or signing that contract. I, Trey didn't, Lance, I
2: thought it was
1: like Trey, a ball
2: boy or something. I had no
1: idea. No, Trey Lance, been. You know, I ain't gonna lie, I, I just can't wait to see what Justin Fields does because I mean because I don't believe Zach Woods is gonna get it done in New York because New York is a bad franchise. They don't have, he
0: doesn't have the firepower.
1: Yeah, and I don't think he's that transcendent of a talent to change the fortune of that of that franchise. Trey Lance is still a development it's still a developmental project. We still don't know what exactly he'll be. He has physical tools, but that's that's all we know right now. Well the best Fields, the best thing
2: for uh, the best thing for the kid in New York is he doesn't have Adam Gates to destroy his career.
1: This is true, but he also has a defensive mind. That I don't know if he, if he can properly coach a quarterback. True. That's so true. So it'll, it'll it'll be it'll be a test. I mean, back- Fields is the only qualified candidate to be the number two quarterback behind Lawrence. If you want to just go ahead and submit Lawrence as number one. Yeah, back to
2: what Jack said. I think you're right, Jack. When you hit it on the head, I think it's that they're they're shooting for the democrat demographic of the young the younger crowd.
0: Um, and. Yeah. I get, but like, if you want to make a good game, like make it, a, make a good game, and do it and do it justice. I mean, you're looking at these guys. I mean, and now to be fair, this is one of the highest, one of the more high rated. I'm I'm interested to see the Panthers overall because the individual ratings that the Panthers have, it's pretty yeah, high yeah. here.
1: You're gonna be uh, highly disappointed. Oh, I know overall. I'm going to be. Oh, you want you want to go ahead here now? Oh, is already already out? Yeah, yeah, it's out. It's out already. Okay, we are, we are, we, are we are the 31st ranked team. Oh Madden, We're are you serious? 70, at a
2: 73. At a 73, do you have the list on Or are you, just, you, you just I don't have,
1: I, I don't have those. I just I, I do know this, but I've seen the I've seen those multiple times. I can I can go, I can look at I up mean, like I'll read
0: models. some of these is when you look really, individually, we've got McCaffrey at 97. our now our next high says Burns at 87. So I'll give so averaging it out though. I mean, you still got Robbie at 87, Moton at 85, Moore at 84. I mean, AJ Bowie is 83 already. Like, they got Dante at 82. That was surprising to me to put Dante at 82.
1: I, I, I they, thought that was honestly a little high for Dante. I, I thought they, I, I think that was a, uh, I, I, I'm, I'm okay with that. I think it may have been a reach a little bit. Just because I mean, if we're going to have
0: Chin at 80, but Dante at 82, that like, I don't know. I mean, then you got Derek at 79, which I think is where he sat last year already. I mean, that's, a, I mean, Shaq kind of got the shaft at 78. Dequan was at seventy-seven. I mean, they put David Moore at
1: seventy-six. Okay, so I do have the four. I think I'm. Yeah, I do have the four team ratings. Yeah, we're um we're below. Uh, the the only the only team worse than us is currently the Jets. Uh, Jacksonville's right higher than us. Detroit's higher than us. The Cincinnati's higher than us. Houston, I guess Houston because they still have Deshaun. I guess they still gave him the boost. I'm sorry.
0: Also, he should not have been in the top ten for ratings. He everything on him should be on hold until
1: just kind of kind of put it on hold until we get. The, That's what, the,
0: like we don't know if he's gonna be playing or not. Like put all of like, he had to show up just for his like but even that who does who's who's he got? Nobody,
1: nobody There's nobody's nobody. nobody's there.
0: That whole franchise is a
2: train wreck, and who's he who's he gonna throw to
1: Philadelphia's higher than us and they don't have a they don't they don't they don't know what they're doing at quarterback, receiver, defense, anything. But okay. Atlanta's higher than us. I can see Atlanta being higher than us because I mean it's still, you know, whatever. But yeah. J.C. Um, Horn
0: and Joey Sly are, are, ranked, are ranked the same. They're both at 74. Good, Lord. I
1: hate Joey Sly.
0: <laughs> <laughs> God.
1: Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. A, a, a Ryan Fitzpatrick-led team is ranked 81st. It, it was ranked 81 overall. I mean, now to be fair, the,
0: the, the football team's roster as a whole
1: it is, is – nice, It is a nice roster. It's a nice roster. Denver at an 82 with Teddy Bridgewater at quarterback. Not, what was that picture of Teddy? Did you all see that promo? Yeah. About the jungle, what, or whatever. Yeah what, yeah. what was that? The jungle. Yeah. He, yeah. He lost me when he said he he'd he make like a, like a coat out of leaves. He said I'll see you. I I not hear that you're not a killer, my boy. I all I heard that you're not you're not a killer. You're 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 herbivore. You know you're not a carnivore. You're herbivore. He's an herbivore. <laughs> <laughs> You could you eat your grass, you know. He's what I'm a saying? brontosaurus. He's a brontosaurus. Yeah. Like you know, what I'm saying, my, my boy, you a zebra. You nah, he was you're, one of those like dinosaurs with like the with the domed
0: head. It looked like a monkey had the spikes coming out of
1: it. Yeah, you're just you're just just you're just a very aggressive, just a very aggressive, slightly aggressive buffalo. You're, BR. you're not, you're not, you're not that guy. You're not, you're not that guy. You are you're not that guy. Don't
0: even. Where were the
1: titans? <laughs> yeah, where are the titans? Are the titans. Um, eighty-five. Arizona, they have man, they have Arizona, they have Dallas running ahead of y'all, which I don't agree with. I uh, yeah, I'm not gonna put Buffalo, up. Buffalo as well, which I could see Buffalo because I guess they, they value Josh they value Josh Allen higher than I think that he's gonna come back down to earth this year. Obviously. You think so? But yeah, 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 yeah. I, I you don't mm, I just he's got all the talent in the world, but I just think he's I think he's gonna be. I think he's more so of those guys one of those guys. like like how Cam was. Like he's all the physical tools are there, but will, from year to year will we consistently see this? Because I mean, this wasn't the case prior to Stefan Diggs getting there. No, I don't. I don't know if this will continue. Uh, continue either. I mean, f- physically though, he's got everything. But you know, we'll see. I. That's that's one of those personal things. I don't really have a a great reason as to why. But you know, of course, Tampa Bay and Kansas City are the top two at ninety two and ninety. So.
0: That uh, would make sense. And I mean, that's a whole other issue I have with the cover of it because I I think that was just ridiculous to put those two on the cover. I understood your process of it. But like, again, from a marketing standpoint, you have Madden 22. Like, there's a, there's a good guy who just ran so, all over the league. where who wears that specific number? So, you would think. And then you could have had, added either way. Or do you do something, yeah. like I said, with but like that's Ramsey?
2: Still, that, that still boils down to really the, the marketing of, Tennessee, even though Nashville is a great city. Same thing with Carolina. I mean, Carolina could have probably won the Super Bowl, and Chris McCaffrey could have been MVP of the Super Bowl, and they still would have figured out a way to put Tom Brady. That, and- that quite
0: literally happened. Cam was MVP, made right. for the Super Bowl, and they still put Gronk on the cover who didn't play that year. <sighs>
1: right. right. I'm still not okay about it's, that. It's it's definitely a they definitely missed out on opportunities to push their smaller market teams. Right. You know that that's 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 the thing. They 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 don't do a great job of that, and that I mean it's crazy because football, it being universally universally loved in America as it is, I think it would I don't think it would matter who you push to the but, forefront. Look, people just love good it's football. It's not like the NBA
0: yeah. where you couldn't like you know Milwaukee wasn't a team you would push them until the last exactly. three four years. Exactly. Look at
2: what look at what happened when Nashville hosted the NFL draft, and they had thousand people.
1: Football is so, and football is more loved in these smaller markets than they are in the bigger markets. Exactly. Market anyway. like yeah. like Nashville, a place like Nashville, I know they love their football. I know that I know they live and breathe Tennessee Titans football. So it's it, it, it football is just so different because it's such it, it's such it's so much more dominant here that you can push any team. I mean, if they're good enough to, to the forefront, I mean, like if Jacksonville could have continued on the trend after their 2017 year, then you could push them. You could you could have pushed ahead. They, they had they had they had guys with personality. Got got guys that you wanted you wanted to like. And they at the end of the day, America loves good football it, when when it's all said and done. Because even Kansas City, even as a even, even as a as a as a market, like that's not a that's not a place without Patrick Mahomes that I'm thinking of as a a place you can put at the forefront. But when you're good, you're good, and people love good football. So
0: yep. But, I mean, that's what we all want to talk about. That's why we talk about it week in and week out. That's why we we check Twitter and we check Instagram. We check every social media day in and day out just to find any sort of update and any sort of thing because we just live and breathe football. And that's what we want. And thank God it feels like we can finally have that coming back to us again. And hopefully, as long as everyone does what they're supposed to do and they listen and they keep their head on, hopefully we'll have it back and we can keep it. But until then, keep pounding.